Hallelujah and amen. We're going to talk about the resurrection this morning. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 11, we're also going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And let's uh, take some time this morning to uh, begin in a word of prayer, and then we'll dive right into this passage. Father God, we uh, are just uh, so incredibly grateful for the hope uh, that you give us in the resurrection. And as we gather, we celebrate. As we gather, we worship and we honor and we glorify who you are and why you came and your love that poured out for us, your justice that will bring this world to you. Father, we gather to ask that you will just allow your spirit to guide and lead as we study your word. And I pray, Father, that we can stay focused on your truth for us today. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul writes in Romans 8, in verse 11, when he says, And the, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who lives inside of you. It was Francis Chan who wrote this very powerful quote. He said, from my perspective, the Holy Spirit is tragically neglected and for all practical purposes, forgotten. While no evangelical would deny his existence, I'm willing to bet there are millions of churchgoers across America who cannot confidently say they have experienced his presence or action in their lives over the past year. Many of them do not even believe they can. And yet we read these words in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, right? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive, and it's inside you and me. This is the direct correlation between the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the gift of the Holy Spirit. A sermon on the Holy Spirit is not traditionally preached on Easter Sunday, right? But why not? Jesus promised the gift of the Holy Spirit when discussing his death and resurrection. The Holy Spirit was present after his ascension. And Paul, in our passage this morning, directly links the Holy Spirit with the empty tomb. So let's find some encouragement this morning as we consider the role of the Holy Spirit in your life as you celebrate the risen Christ. Notice in this passage that the Holy Spirit meets us in our journey. It says the Holy Spirit will give life to your mortal bodies. Well, hold up. I'm pretty alive. <laughs> I'm pretty kicking right now. Let's see what Paul means when he says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, 
He says, as for you, you are dead in your transgressions and your sins in which you used to live, right? When you followed the ways of this world, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, he says. Verse 3, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and its thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. You see, the Holy Spirit meets us where we are in our sin. But I'm not a bad person, you could argue. I'm not a bad person. On Wednesday nights, uh, Dale is leading us through uh, Max Licato's book, uh, 316. This past Wednesday, it was argued that we must understand our condition of sin as it is compared with the law, not other people, right? Because compared to Dale, I'm a saint. Amen? Isn't that what you said? I think that's what you said. I'm not a murderer, right? I'm not a murderer like that subway shooter who tried to kill people in New York City. But compared to the law, I murder every time I hate. You ever celebrated when someone you hate has faced hard times? Something like good. They had it coming. Well, that's not love, right? That's hate. And the Holy Spirit meets us in our hate. Paul says elsewhere in Romans that no one is righteous, not even one. We are dead men walking in pride and envy and lust and hate and so much more. But the Holy Spirit meets us right there where we are dead, ready and willing to put that kind of life behind us. And it's when we put that life behind us that we are transformed by the power of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit is powerful, and it can change the worst of sinners, even me. Paul tells Titus in Titus 3, verses 5 through 6, that he saved us through the washing of rebirth, and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously. Pour your spirit out. The Holy Spirit meets us in our sins, and we die to that sin so that we might be born again. That's the washing of the rebirth, right? And renewed through the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We sang, pour your spirit out. Out. Do you long for the Holy Spirit's renewal in your life? We need it because we don't have the strength to do it on our own. And we are certainly not as meticulous as the Holy Spirit. Amen? I, just a few weeks ago, I uh, wore this shirt. I really like this shirt. It's really comfortable. It's breathable. And I think it looks super nice on me. Thank you. I was out here getting coffee, and I think it was Char. Somebody came up to me and said, hey, what's that gross stuff on your shoulder? 
And I looked, and it looked like either a baby had vomited on me or like somebody came up and sneezed. Like it was disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're trying to enjoy coffee right now with lumpy creamer, but it was so gross. And, and I'm a gross person, so I like sniffed it. And it smelled like soap. It smelled like soap. Like, and I, I ended up taking my shirt off and looking, and the Tide Pod that I used had not dissolved all the way and had stuck there. Right? And it looked like someone sneezed on me. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to walk around like that. Do you? Do you want to walk around with that? I didn't. And I had to the rest of the day. Because you ain't, you ain't listening to a preacher with his shirt off. Amen? <laughs> my, my, my point is, it, it took someone to point it out to me because I was walking around with this gross thing on my shoulder all morning and had no idea. And that's how meticulous the Holy Spirit is. There's many of us here today who's walking around and we think we're clean. We think we are great. We think we have it all made. And the Holy Spirit's like, oh, there's something on your shoulder. Amen? And it is the power of the Holy Spirit who reveals that and transforms us. I mean, it's kind of a scary prayer when we pray, Lord, pour your spirit out, because it's not a feeling that we're asking for. It's a revealing. Come on. It's not a feeling. It's a revealing. And when the Holy Spirit is poured out in your life, you are transformed into a loving, compassionate, good person. And that's the point. The Holy Spirit meets us in our sin and raises us into this new life. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead raises us while we were dead in sin to be renewed. We have therefore have to be transformed. Transformation is the point, amen? Colossians 2 says... That have, we have been buried with him in baptism in, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us, condemned us. He has taken it away, and you know what he's done? He's nailed it to the cross, amen? And he has disarmed the powers and the authorities, and he's made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Being saved points us to our future, amen, that we have hope. But it also points to our reality. Being saved points to our reality. We are eternally saved, of course, and we will live with Christ forever, of course, but we're also saved here because transformation, my friends, is happening here and now. 
the boys and I just finished watching uh, The Winter Soldier and the, Fa the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Maybe some of y'all have seen that on Disney+. Plus. Uh, my boys are huge Marvel fans. I love to, to have an opportunity to watch kind of, that kind of stuff with them. The protagonist of the story, or, or this uh, superhero known as the Falcon, and the superhero known as Winter Soldier, and they're after a supervillain who has taken this serum that Captain America made, that made him a super soldier. So they're after this villain who has taken a super serum to make them strong and agile. And they find the antagonist traveling along the highway, and they swoop in to take them out. And they come upon this, this young lady who's five foot nothing, 100 pounds soaking wet. They assume that this girl has been kidnapped. But they find out that she's a super soldier. Because the serum had been altered so you could look like a normal human being, but have super strength. You can look like a normal human being, but you can have superpowers. Did you notice today's passage that Paul said the Holy Spirit lives inside of us? How many times? Twice. One passage, one sentence almost, right? It's almost like a run-on sentence. Two times. Two times. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. Do you not understand the significance of this truth? Because I look around at this world and I am overwhelmed. A war in Ukraine, a nation that is divided, churches that are closing their doors, marital strife, homelessness, poverty, death, orphans, widows. It's overwhelming. And I ask myself, what can I do? Maybe you ask yourself the same question. But listen, folks, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Amen? That's it. I mean, we can proclaim his good news, and that's a good start. But proclaiming the truth of the resurrection and the freedom that comes in Jesus Christ isn't enough because we can do more. Because the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. You. The Holy Spirit meets you in your sin, and he transforms you into this powerful, super-Christian who can do amazing things through love, compassion, faith, kindness, generosity. President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863. It was not until five years later that freed slaves were considered United States citizens. It took five years. The 15th Amendment was ratified in 1870, giving those uh, who, who had a different color skin the ability to vote. 
But it wasn't until 1965, that is 95 years later, that legal barriers to voting discrimination was outlawed. And here's my point. It seems like when something great happens, there's always something fighting against it, right? Slaves were declared free, but someone wants to argue they're not really citizens. Someone with a different color skin can legally vote but, and hold office, but intimidation factors and legal actions make it impossible. What is wrong with this world? What is wrong with me? Imagine what our world would look like if the same power that raised Jesus from the dead really transformed men and women. Let's make it smaller. Imagine what your workplace would look like if just one person in your workplace was transformed. And what about in your schools? What would it look like in your school if just, just one person, one person were the same power that raised Jesus from the dead transformed? What would it look like in your neighborhood if just one person decided to love courageously? If one person decided to love selflessly? Today we do celebrate an empty grave. And Jesus loved so powerfully, so selflessly, so courageously on the cross. But we also celebrate because the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. And I want to invite you this morning to celebrate that with me. We're going to go to three different stations here while we sing the song, Same Power. And I want you to take that cup and I want you to hold the cup and, and celebrate with us that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of us. The bread, the juice that represents the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Would you take time to imagine a world, a workplace, a school, a home where God's people are transformed? And then Aaron will come and we'll take that cup together. Let's pray. Pray with me. Father God, I am so grateful for your resurrection because that means I'm saved. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm also grateful that you don't leave me that way, <laughs> that you're continuing to transform my life. And I pray that each one of us can have that same power that your spirit will continue to be poured out onto us generously, revealing and transforming. God, I pray for opportunities where I can love like you, that I can love in a sacrificial and selfless and courageous way. I pray, Father, that you will guide us through the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.